Well, okie dokie. Let's see if we can get this to go swimmingly. I apologize for the delay, folks, but unfortunately, Mother Nature kind of hit me at the last second. I didn't have a choice. Uh, Mother Nature kind of hit me at the last second. Oh, here I go repeating myself. All right. I know. You folks can't see me, right? There's nothing to see yet on the video side. And now there is. Okay. Now let's see here. Okay, so far so good. Uh, whoop, 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 whoop. Too much DB. Too much minus. D Why is it going so deep in the DB zone? That's better. Okay, now let me see here. Uh, uh, wait a minute now. Hold the phone here. Something ain't, uh, something ain't cooking right. Uh, let me try. Oh, I see what I did wrong. That, I hit the wrong one there. Okay, so intros and outros. And there's the intro. Uh, and I need that one there. Okay. Fire in the hole. Uh, oops. Let's try that again, shall we? Take two. Welcome to Firefox News On. Welcome to Firefox News Online, the world's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules apply. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated in the chat room at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room, and your chat will be deleted. Also, if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. This is a roundtable discussion broadcast, so please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976 which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of myself and those who join me, and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. And now, it's time for Firefox News Online.
I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Ladies and gentlemen, bear with me just one moment. We are, um, how shall I put this? My, I'm having a lot of problems with my right arm and my right thumb joint which is causing extreme pain so I can't really work the mouse without my hand shaking from the pain so this may take a minute for me to get the talking points in there uh, so I, I apologize for the delay in talking points but we're getting there All right, here goes nothing. Good evening and welcome to Firefox News Online. It is now time. Good evening and welcome to Firefox News Online. It is now time, as always, for Talking Points. Critical race theory, something that has been tossed about and being now offered in many schools across the nation, is reaching a fever pitch with opposition. In just a few moments, after talking points, I will play a clip that you need to hear, that you need to know about. And believe me, this happened recently. A resident of Carmel, New York, spoke out at a board meeting, a school board meeting. And what you're going to hear is an angry parent, a very angry parent, who in her heart feels she's doing the right thing, and I can't say as I disagree with her. She is doing the right thing. Tatiana Ibrahim is the woman that you will hear from. The school board, well, you'll hear this for yourself. It's a bit of a long uh, clip, but when I play it, trust me, you will not believe how very quickly the school board tried to shut her down. This happened right here in New York at a Carmel, New York school board meeting, and I'm sitting here, I just viewed it a few moments ago, and I gotta tell you, I'm not a happy camper. Oh, hell no, I'm not a happy camper at all. Because the school board thought it was gonna pull a fast one. The school board thought it was gonna be slick. The school board thought they were gonna pull one over and get past parents. Well, I'm talking to every parent in every state across America. If critical race theory is being taught to your kids come the fall semester and you haven't stood up and said hell no to the teaching of critical race theory in your child's schools, then you need to do so now. You really need to get up and say with a loud voice, no, this is not going to be taught to my kid. We're not going to teach our children to hate police officers. 
We're not going to teach our children to protest with Black Lives Matter, and we're certainly not going to sit here and pay taxpayer money to the school system to teach a completely racist, indoctrinational idea. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to sit here and pay taxes for something that is inherently racist and morally questionable. And if you there aren't doing this, if you are sitting out there right now in your school board fighting for your kids, proper education, if you're not out there calling for common core to be removed once and for all, if you're going to let this shit hit the fan in your kids' schools, well, then you're, you know what? You may as well just put a brown shirt with knee-high boots on their bodies and say, look at the picture of Joe Biden and go, Hail Biden! Because the communist socialist regime will have indoctrinated your kid. That's right. You heard me say it. And I'm not going to apologize for it either. There are some things I do not apologize for, and there are some things I will. This is not one of those things. This is not going to be the time that I sit back and keep my mouth shut. I had my education royally screwed up because of a school board that didn't give a flying fuck about the kids or their education. So they shipped me off to special education back in the 70s. And you know why? Because $8,000 per child going to that school or going to special ed in general was, hey, that's great money. We can't let it go. So we're going to be watching these kids and label them slow learners like I was. We're going to label them this, label them that, and we'll get the $8,000 per school year. And as the school year is drawing to a close and the child is supposedly doing better, uh, no, they're not. In actuality, they are doing piss poor. Well, that's the kind of life that your kids are going to be saddled with. This is the kind of shit that they're going to be dealing with. What kind of a fucking education are we getting our kids today? Not one bit of an education. High school history books are thinner than the ones I remember from back in the 70s. Lord knows, if you took a look at a math book today, Sure, the way they teach Common Core math, that's a great idea. It takes five additional steps, sometimes six, just to get to two plus two equals four. No, I didn't stutter. No, I did not mince words. No, I am not kidding. Look, folks, back a few years ago when Common Core was coming out, I showed everybody the Common Core curriculum as far as the math is concerned. Well, now, let's fast forward to 2021. School boards want kids to learn critical race theory. They're teaching our kids to be racists. Yes, that's what I'm telling you, America. Your school board is teaching our children to be racist pigs. Socialist, communist, sons of bitches that won't amount to a Hill of beans. Well, you know what, America? It's time to stand up. It's time to speak out. It's past time. So, America, get off your fucking ass. Stop sitting there and listening to the Democrats and their liberal news media telling you 
this is the way it has to be, this is the way it will be, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, seriously, how much fucking longer are you going to sit there and let your kids become brainwashed? Hopefully not much longer. I'll have that clip for you in just a few moments. Hashtag FFNOP, hashtag FFNOP. Trend tonight's broadcast everywhere around the globe on social media right now. And with that having been said, as always, it is now time for the rest of the story. Okay. With the exception of having a bad hair moment, which I'll fix with my hat in a minute. Hello, America. We are back for the Monday night edition. It's Maniac Monday. That's right, it's Maniac Monday. And, of course, with Maniac Monday comes... Well, it's... Um, that is to say it... Uh, well, I think it, uh... Nah, never mind. Probably, I was going to say, it, it probably comes with a whole bunch of stuff, but God only knows what that stuff is. Joining me via twitch.tv, Mike, who's also in the Mixler chat room. Cherokee Rose is watching by way of Twitch. Cashier is there as well. And hey, Gunslinger, watching by way of, excuse me, listening by way of Mixler. <laughs> yes, it's one of those nights, folks. Uh, at the rate things are going, I'm going to have to put the greasy kid stuff on this on this side of my head, the right side, in order to keep this one spot of hair out of my away from my ear. And sticking out like a like a like a like a lopsided wing for an airplane. I ain't planning on taking off anywhere, so trust me. Uh, <laughs> eh, let's see now. Oh yes, 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 yes. I did say I was going to uh, put this clip on for everyone. I want you to listen to this clip very carefully. Listen close, because I want to get your thoughts on this. Gunslinger and Mike, I know you're there. I'll get your mics, I'll open your mics up in just a moment, but I want you to listen to this clip real good. This is a New York mother. A New York mother at a Carmel, New York school board meeting. Pay close attention to what happens during this clip. Listen close. You're not going to believe what you're about to hear. But I sat here only moments before going on the air tonight. It's, if it's got me that pissed off, you could just imagine where it's going to take everybody else. All right? Here goes nothing. Good evening. My name is Tatiana Ibrahim, and I'm here for the first time. I'm here tonight not only as a community member, but as a parent in this district. Recently, you sent out a survey wanting to know why 
parents were not voting yes for this budget. So my, my situation, my vote for no is a little different. I think the Board of Education and those sitting on the panels are thieves. I think they're liars and have committed treason against our children. My message to this district and the members of the Board of Ed, stop indoctrinating our children. Stop teaching our children to hate the police. Stop teaching our children that if they don't agree with the LGBT community, that they're homophobic. You have no idea each child's life. You don't know what their family lifestyle consists of. You don't know the makeup of their, of their life. You have children like mine who is Muslim and I'm Christian and everyone would think they would never believe that of her, right? Because the way she looks or according to Miss Cyrus, she's too pasty white. Ma'am, ma'am, excuse me, I'm up, up here. We're, we're not allowed to use names. If you have something you'd like to discuss about a specific person, you can call the superintendent or leave your info for her to call you tomorrow. Why are we not allowed to discuss names? Why am I not allowed when they purposely themselves expose themselves on social media talking about calling for the death of a former president? or saying that any child that doesn't believe in Black Lives Matter should be canceled out. Is this what my tax dollars is paying for? You're teaching my children and other children that if they believe in God Almighty, they're part of a cult. These educators put their own names out there. We have Mr. Barry, who took it upon himself with Miss Cyrus to create a curriculum. That should be it. Do you want the proof? I have the proof. You created a curriculum of Black Panther indoctrination. Ma'am. You use taxpayers' dollars. Can I ask you one more time? I, I, I have no issue hearing what you have to say. But why, are, why can we not let the public speak? Why can't we let the public know that you're teaching our children to go out and murder our police officers? Do you want the proof? I have the proof. Is that what scares you, the proof? that a parent actually standing up against all of you? Is that what scares you, to call out the names of these people? You work for me. I don't work for you. You have a duty. We are entrusting our children to you. We teach our children morals, values, when they grow up to commit crimes and end up in prison and kill a police officer. It's our fault? No, it's your fault. You're emotionally abusing our children and mentally abusing them. You're demoralizing them by teaching them communist values. This is still America, ma'am. And as long as I'm standing here on this good ground earth of God, I will fight. And I'm not, this is not the last of me you will see. I'm retired. I have nothing else better to do. We can do it peacefully or we can take it to the highest courts because you know and I know I'm not the only parent fighting is all across America right now. Schools are trying to poison our children's minds, teaching them about things that they have no right to be taught in school. So, so normally, I'm just gonna, if you don't mind, I'm gonna just give you just a feedback for a moment. I have no problem having a peaceful discussion 
this is not a peaceful discussion. No, that's your opinion. See, here we go again. This is peaceful. To me, this is peaceful. Well, I'm not burning, looting, and murdering. This is peaceful. I did not accuse you of that, but I I don't have a problem having a conversation with you, a peaceful conversation, which is this is not. Six ninety-five per child in the middle school to buy a curriculum from readtome.org that wasn't even approved by the by the board of ed. The administrators took it upon themselves to buy these books with taxpayer dollars while COVID is going on. How many families are struggling to pay their mortgages? Listen, by all means. You want to teach kids these things? Fine. Don't do it on my dollar. Don't infringe on my religious beliefs. Don't infringe. Do you know who makes up the majority of this district? Children from police officers' families. Blues. Back the blue children. Do you know what these children feel like when they come home? Have you spoken to them? No. You're silencing them. This whole cancel culture. You're silencing the children. Where are their rights? They have no rights. Because if they don't believe in the indoctrination, the demonic, twisted, sneaky, vile acts and and, and, and education, if you call it that, that you're teaching our children, they don't agree with that. They're either homophobic, they're part of a cult, they're racist. What's what's racist? Who defines racist? Why? Because I'm, do you know what race I am? Do you? You don't. You don't even have an idea. I could be black. I could be white. I could be Asian. You don't know. Who are you to determine that? Who is anyone to determine that? You know what? Children in the school system, children like other children, they don't look at color. Black and and white children, Hispanic children, you know why they get along? Because they don't look at each other's color. So you're the racist. Not them. Not us. You're judging and dividing. You're causing segregation. Everything that we fought for, everything that I fought for for years. So you have the right to stand here and tell me I'm not allowed to mention a name when the person, the Mr. Barry and Miss Cyrus themselves, you have ELA teachers giving out uh, assignments on police murder. To police are bad. You want the proof? Okay. So we have it. So what policy do you have that teachers are not allowed to go on social media and indoctrinate? They took an oath, a responsibility, and they're, they're, they're going against everything that they stand for. And well, and I understand end it. I end it. I have to end it. So why? I, I, why you're on my dollar. Why? Well, actually, I, I, I work for nothing doing this. Oh, you work for nothing. Oh, I do. This is a volunteer position, number okay. one. It's number still two. my taxes paying for everything. I, 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 this podium you. is every taxpayer's dollar here. Uh, we have rights. We have rights. And, and you're making general assumptions? No, I'm not making assumptions. I'm not. Just, I know what I'm speaking about. See, well, I don't I'm agree not, with you, engage. so it's an assumption. Well, I'm not going to engage in a back and forth with you about this. So if you would like to make an appointment, I would be happy to sit with the superintendent. I don't, I don't want to. The superintendent, uh, the assistant superintendent already sent an email and stated that they had no idea that these books were being put on, in, in the students' hands. The superintendent already stated that they had no idea that the funds of taxpayers were supporting this. Black Panthers, do you know Black Panthers is a domestic terrorist group? Do you know that it was, it was, it was condemned as a, as a terrorist group? Do you know they kill cops? I have a problem when you're trying to kill a police officer. 
I have a big problem with that. I have a problem when teachers are passing out flyers, recruiting children to go to, to the courthouse, to protest Black Lives Matters, when you have people sitting with, with, with signs that says all cops are bastards. Really? All cops are bastards? No, I think you people are because the way you're acting yeah. and the way you're treating our children and our police officers yeah. and making them believe that it's okay to abuse them, I'll be damned if I'm going to sit here and yeah. let you do that. You, you, no, I'm, I will become your worst nightmare because I'm going to stand here and keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And if not, um, we, I can actually go out, get signatures. What happens if we stop paying school taxes? You're going to arrest all the community, the majority of the community? No, I don't think so. This won't be the last of me. I want everyone to know what's going on because you're hiding it. You're hiding it. You know who does that? Communists do that. That's what you're doing. Recruiting children. Children. You're recruiting children to hate our police officers. How dare you? You have a librarian in the high school passing out Black Lives Matter pins. When a student asks for a blue life, why would I have that? Why would she have that? What did you do for police, police week? Why don't you tell me, sir? What is it you want to tell me? You've had your two minutes. I don't need two minutes. I can, I can go as long as I like. No, that's not the point. No? Oh. Who, where does it say that I can't? Is there a law against that? We do have policy. a policy. A board policy. Who, who makes these board policies? The board. The, the board. board. And who pays the board? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody? The chair you're sitting on, we pay for it. The lights that are on, we pay for it. We pay for everything. You want to silence me because I spoke the truth. I spoke the truth. Everyone out there heard me. Whether they agree or they don't, they're going to start looking into it. And now you're, go now you're exposed. That's all. It's going to end. This indoctrination and hatred towards our police officers, this systematic racism and cancel culture, it's going to end. You came to the wrong school district to do this, okay? You need to respect every child. So therefore, no politics should be discussed in school, rather, rather it be conservatism, democratic, liberalism. You gave a, 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 a survey after the elections. Why? Why did you ask students who they voted democratic for? What did it matter? No answer, huh? You have no answers for me. I, I didn't expect an answer. That's okay, though. We'll get them some way or another. Same way you can't show us where all our money goes, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Thank you. Okay. Now we go to the phone lines at 347-945-5747. Waiting in the wings are Gunslinger and Mike. Uh, if I can get their... Lines open. There we go. <clears throat> Gentlemen, good evening to you. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. I'm going to have to put my headphones on so I can hear you really good. Because I have to have my AC running because it's hot as hell around here. And there we go. Hold on a second. What is that? Sounds like a motor running. Could be about fan. All right. 
that better? Much better. Thanks, Gunslinger. Sorry about that, brother. It's just that it was, wow, like a noticeable. All right, so Mike, you wanted to start us off? Go for it. Sure. Just a little, just a little fun fact. That little thing about arthritis, that's, that's something my dad kind of made up when oh. my mom started having problems with it, you know. Oh, you know, yeah. Uh, it, it, oh, good old Arthur snuck, snuck up on you, you know. And that's, that's, that's what that was. But yeah. this lady, you know, it started out kind of slow because she had, she, start, she had to start it out. And she was like, it sounded like she was somewhat unsure of herself and stuff. But once, once they tried to come in and shut her down, it fueled her. It just... She just got going and they couldn't stop her, you know. And she's she's right. Everything she said was right. I mean, the taxpayers pay for the building that those people meet in. They pay for the chairs they sit in. They pay for the table they sit at. They pay for the microphone. They pay for every goddamn thing that these people use to have those meetings, right? The school board meetings. And it's like... Okay, you don't, you don't pay. Oh, you don't pay my salary. The hell they don't, you motherfucker. The hell they don't, you know. And and they know they know that's a lie. They know she's telling the truth, and that's why they had to try to shut her down. You know, the truth, the truth. What do they say? The truth will set you free, but it will make you miserable first. Well, right now. With this woman, the truth is making that school board miserable because they know it's the truth. They know what she's t- talking about is the truth. I've, I've seen the clip. I've seen this woman, you know, and according to what I hear about her, her husband, she's a Muslim, I no, think. No, she's a Christian. so is her husband. No, no, she's a Christian. She she's said Christian. that in the okay. clip. I thought somebody said she was a Muslim. But, no, she okay. said that. But she's right. You look at you look at her, George, and you cannot tell what race she is. Yeah, she has she has a dark skin and all that stuff, but you cannot tell what race she is, you know, and it's like she's right, you know. it's teaching racism, it's teaching hatred, you know, and 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 it's like everything else is like that plus the whole damn sixteen nineteen project from the New York Times. Everything, everything these people come up with, these Democrats, has everything to do with hatred and or racism. And or both, you know, it could be both at the same time. You never know that, you know. So, thank you, George. And this is what I was saying, you know, it's, they're trying to teach critical race theory. To the kids, and I'm sorry, that's that's way way out of line. Gunslinger, your thoughts? Well, you know, it's a it's a, it's a damn wonder that um, that uh, she didn't get drugged out by the Gestapo, you know, the jackbooted thugs. Okay, because in most cases, they'll they will drag you out because they don't they want to shut you up, just like Michael saying. They want to shut you up, okay? They don't want to hear it. 
even though they're guilty of sin, there's no doubt about that, okay, they will try anything to shut you up. I'm really surprised. I've seen the clip myself, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have two or three big goons there dragging her out, kicking and screaming and in handcuffs. <laughs> okay? I really am. Okay? Because in most cases, that's what happens. And it really surprises me in New York. Gee, wow. That really, that was a shocker. But when you go and, and you start indoctrinating, I mean, you, you, you people need to go out and read the Ten Planks of the Communist Manifesto. That's exactly what they're following. They're trying to turn this fucking country into a commie country, a socialist, a commie. They're all the same thing. Okay, they all have the same goals. Okay, when you have these fucking people teaching that it's 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 the hatred toward the police. I mean, whether you like the police or whether you hate them or whether you get in bed with them, it doesn't matter. We're always going to have police, whether you like it or not. Okay, they're here to stay. It's like gravity and air is here to stay. Okay, you're not going to be able to get around it. But when you have these dumb fucks like this that sit there and teach this garbage, you know, it's, 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 bad. <clears throat> it's bad to be white. It's evil to be white. Well, I'll tell you one thing, motherfuckers. I will never apologize for being white. And I'm white to the tip of my head, to the goddamn back of my balls, all the way down to the tip of my fucking toes. And I will be damned if I will ever apologize for being white. There was another one that, speaking of that critical race theory and, and teaching and everything like that, I don't know if I put it in the FFNO, I might have, or I might have forgot it, but you can Google it. There's just, there's just some white psychologist, okay, she, okay, female, at this college that she fantasizes about randomly going out there and shooting white people in the head. Same thing. What do you think these goddamn kids are going to, are going to grow up thinking? Ooh, whitey is bad. Ooh, cops are bad. We need to go out and shoot them. That's where it's leading. That's exactly where it's leading. And all this bullshit about white privilege and all this shit. Boy, I'd like to know where my goddamn white privilege is all my goddamn life. I worked like a motherfucker when I could. I guarantee you electrical work is not fucking easy. Right? I guarantee you, and I'll punch anybody in the face that says it is. So when you, when you like I said, when you have these teachers that teach this, and not only these, this craziness about, you know, these drag queens. Oh, it's okay to have two daddies, and it's okay to have two mommies, and all this bullshit. There's another fucking example. These people are commie fucking bastards. And they need to be dealt with, just as you do with a commie. Okay? Because if you don't, this country is in a world of fucking trouble. I guarantee it. Go ahead. You know, it's funny you should mention that psychiatrist. I had, I got the story over the weekend, and I, and, yeah, I, yeah, and I put it up. You, yeah, it wasn't in the FFNO. I came across it just uh, going through the through the different feeds that I that I that I peruse, and sure enough, there you go. the Gateway Pundit put it out. Yeah, yeah, and I've got the story right here. I'm going I'm going to read that right now. In fact. Just let me put out this cigarette first. <laughs> See, great minds think alike. 
You thought about putting it in there? I didn't see it. But I still found it anyway. <laughs> Talk about good stuff. Well, a New York City psychiatrist tells Yale audience that she fantasizes about shooting white people in the head and burying their body with her bloody hands. Now check this out, folks. A New York City-based psychiatrist recently told a Yale audience that she fantasizes about shooting white people in the head, burying their body, and walking away guiltless. Dr. Aruna Kilanani said she had fantasized she had fantasies of unloading a revolver into the head of any white person that got in my way during virtual remarks in April. Audio of Dr. Aruna Kilanani's remarks, and I'm going to play those remarks for you after I finish reading this because they're they're available. You think I'm kidding? Now, the psychiatrist also said white people are out of their minds and their brains are damaged and demented. They have five holes in their brain. It's like banging your head against a brick wall. The New York Post reported, emphasis, emphasis, emphasis hours, Kalani opened her remarks by telling the audience, I'm going to say a lot of things, and it will probably provoke a lot of responses, and I want you to just maybe observe them in yourself. She then added, prayers up for DMX, before discussing what she described as the intense rage and futility people of color purportedly feel when talking to white people about racism. We calm, we are calm, bleh, tongue tied. We are calm, we are giving, too giving. And then when we get angry, they use our responses as confirmation that we're crazy or have emotional problems, Kalani said. It always ends that way, happens every time. Like a goddamn timer, you can't count it down, you can count it down. Nothing makes me angrier than a white person who tells me not to be angry because they have not seen real anger yet, she said. Before talking about how she systematically cut off most of her former white friends around five years ago, I stopped watching the news, Kalani continued. Once I started, I couldn't stop. It was also a public service, she said. I had fantasies of unloading a revolver into the head of my of any white person that got in my way, burying the burying their body and wiping my bloody hands as I walked away relatively guiltless with a bounce in my step, like I did the world a fucking favor. Well, I, I'll tell you what there, lady. You need to have your head examined. Now, I'm going to show, before I play the clip, the audio clip, I want to show a uh, picture of what this person looks like. Uh, not only uh, on the video feeds, but I'm going to share it in the uh, Mixler chat room for, the, for, the, for those uh, that aren't watching the video. 
So this way you see who, who, were, who made these remarks. Now I'll tell you something right now. There is no way on this planet, no way, that a person like this should ever be teaching in a school or even have a license to practice psychiatry in the state of New York. How this person slipped through the cracks is beyond me. I mean, seriously, this is just nuts. Now, let me see here. Uh, right there, and... Okay, now let me switch to the image in question. There we go. And... Here you go, folks. That's her. In the upper right corner of this of this uh, Yale University School of Medicine sign. This is the person who made those crass-ass remarks. Now I, I gotta say, with 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 a lot of certainty, you look at look at her, look at this person's face. Look at the eyes of this person, and this is a psychiatrist. This is a person tasked with determining a person's mental state. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be questioning the New York State Department of Mental Health, the Department of Health, uh, as to whether she should be practicing psychiatry in the state of New York at all, given her blatant threat and in, in, in her in her comments. Now, let's see if I can get this. There it is. Bear with me, folks, while I uh, do this. I, I know this is going to take a... Alright, here we go. The psychopathic problem of the white mind. This is... This is... This is what she's... Okay, here it is. God help us. They can shoot the power. A critically engaging voice and spirit of speech have proven to be indispensable to calling out injustice wherever it exists. It also is a force grounded within the Socratic tradition, which he embodies the mantra the unexamined life is not worth living. Dr. K takes both of these traditions and ties them to service. She ties them to a willingness and does so through artistic, narrative, and literary means, whereby she exposes her own pain and angst in being bombarded by racialized catastrophes and universalizes those experiences to other people of color who live in a white supremacist civilization where black and brown love is a crime, where black and brown love is a joke. I'm trying to skip forward here, so bear with me. I'll try to do it. I can uh, live up to that enormous introduction. I feel like it's a lot of questions that I have heard. Please help me welcome Dr. K to the Yale South Center. 
Thanks, Rob. I hope I can uh, live up to that enormous introduction. I feel like it's a lot of pressure. But how is everybody doing? And we've got a rough week. Have any people watching the trial? Yeah? Yeah. Um, so just to really touch points on a couple things like before we get started. Um, this is probably going to, everyone talks about the, the work on race, like what is the work on race? And there's often a lot of talking, but the real work is actually emotional. And in the Department of Psychiatry, I think that we already know that if you can process negative feelings or if you have access to your aggression, you're actually psychologically healthier. And at the same time, I want us to begin to think of racism as so I'm going to say a lot of things, and it will probably provoke a lot of responses. And I want you to just maybe observe them in yourself. Are you having moral responses to what I'm saying? Is it a thought? Is it a feeling? Is it an action? How does this relate to it? Um, so that's it. let's get started. Um, first up, like, prayers up for DMS, who is, like, in the hospital right now. So let's show a prayer for him. And I'm also going to invoke a Sanskrit prayer, which is Nahinyanam Sadrisham. And that means in this word, there is no position equivalent to knowledge. So if racism exists in all aspects of our world, it also exists within our collective psychology. I'm going to talk about systemic racism, but what does that mean? It means that it exists within our collective psychology, which means that culture is essentially white. It reflects a white mind. There is a psychological dynamic that is on PTSD repeat every time people of color attempt to directly talk to white people about race. The double bind that even bothering to talk at all. An eerie feeling that's familiar of intense rage and futility. We spend our time patiently explaining their attacks as they deny. We are calm, we are giving, and then when we get angry, they use our responses as confirmation that we're crazy or have emotional problems. It always ends that way. It happens every time like a goddamn timer. You just count it down. What people's expectation is that we need to take their attacks with gratitude and apologize for our anger and not we're overly sensitive and crazy. Our rage is the real problem. Except nothing makes me angrier than a white person who tells me to not be angry because they have not seen real anger yet. I did this for years in a psychoanalysis where every time I got angry around race, this white face told me that's not. He told me that the problem was that I was quote, too smart and that I either had to be psychic or psychotic. Her interpretations had nothing to do with me. Psychoanalysis is used on, as a weapon on me to have aspects of our mind, a projection with all unpack. She would attack me through racist interpretations and then make my anger, quote, the problem. I spent years unpacking her racism to her when she charged me tax money for years. And then she just meant to, quote, teach me because she had concern about my anger. I can get it shut up. This is the cost of talking to what people are. The cost of your own life is a stuffy dry. There are no good answers. Around five years ago, I took some actions. I systemically, systematically, I'm going to do. White girls did, most of my white friends, 
And I got rid of a couple of white bypasses, not in my third chair. I stopped watching the news. Once I started, I cleaned stuff. I had less than one percent left. It was also public service. I had fantasies of unloading a revolver into the head of a person that was on my way, burying their body, and wiping my bloody hands that walked away relatively gently. What about them like that? Like I did it well the fucking finger. You just heard, you just heard the very words that I read from the, from the article, so that there is no misunderstanding. This woman claims to be a psychiatrist. This woman claims to, to be a, a professional. <laughs> she is, and I'm not making a diagnosis, merely an observation, she is, by the all indications, psychotic. She is psychotic. How this person is practicing psychiatry in this state, and I live in the state of New York, is absolutely ridiculous. I have never in my life, never in my life, seen something so abhorrently obnoxious. I've never read anything more disgusting. I've never played an audio clip more vile than that of this Dr. Kalani. I don't even, you know what, calling her Dr. Kalani is, is an insult to legitimate psychiatrists. So, I'm sorry, but New York State having this person for a psychiatrist, dear God in heaven, if you're going to her for your psychiatric needs, find another psychiatrist. Find someone credible. Find someone that's that's not nuts like she is. Because it's obvious she must be out of her fucking mind. Any further comment? Hey. I'm, 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 I'll do it. I'll go. Um, yeah, I'm full of comments. Damn right. Especially when it comes to the race issue. Here's another example of Dr. Quack. Okay. The other Dr. Quack and this Dr. Quack would make a good pair. Because they're both fucking nuts. Nutzoids. Okay. But here's here's where it's all this the stem of it has has come up from. You know that her parents are probably libtards. They're probably Democrats. They probably support creepy Pedophile, Sleepy Joe, and Camel Toe, the whole. Probably lifelong supporters of them types of idiots. They can't see the truth despite their nose. Okay? <clears throat> when you go to these liberal colleges like this dumb fuck did, and there are white dumb fucks out there, no doubt about it, this is the kind of, of teaching and brainwashing that you do 
or you get done to you, okay, when you go to these liberal colleges, I don't give a fuck what the name of it, I don't care how old it is, it could be, it could be as old as a goddamn dinosaur farting, doesn't matter. When you have this stupid communist indoctrination, this is what you get. This is the product of today's society, today's um, communist indoctrination. Okay, not only are they trying to indoctrinate, you know, school children at early ages, but they're infestering the colleges as well to produce. A fucking idiot like this. As my famous saying goes, her mama should have swallowed. Okay? Literally. Okay? Because when you have these psychotic thoughts, well, I just, I fantasize about shooting white people in the head and, and all this. Wow. Well, bitch, you want to start with me? Let's, let's see who goes first. Okay, I think we all start with people like that, really. I mean, because these people are nuts. They're crazy. They're, they're bonkers. They're yonkers in the yonkers. Oh, bonkers in the yonkers, or however, however you want to put it. Okay? These people are evil, sadistic, vile, disgusting, and just an all-around dumb fuck. Biden and Camel Toe, the hoe, and all these idiots would make a great pair. They would make a great they ought to go over there and, and, and go and, and go in some island somewhere and get the fuck out of this goddamn country because they're not welcome here with that type of ideology. They're screwball. They're nuts. Go ahead. Mike? First things first. Uh, I know I don't want you to put the picture up because I don't want to I don't want to see the picture. But you got the picture right there of her. I mean, I'm looking at that picture. I've seen that picture of this this thing, and in my mind, she's only she's two bug eyes away from being AOC. All right. <laughs> you know, that's what she is. I mean, she's that nuts. She's that. She has that feel to her, uh, uh, George. I mean, this. Like you, like you said, like that guy just said. How did this guy? How did this person get this degree? Get get this ability to practice psychiatry when she probably needs to see a psychiatrist, right? She needs to be uh, some sort of medicine. She wearing a white coat, you know. I mean, in a place with padded walls. That's just that's just my opinion. But I, you know, I think, I think uh, it's a legitimate opinion to have. Listening to looking at what she looks like and listening to what she said. All right. This goes far beyond the general liberal stupidity. That we've uh, that we've chronicled on your show, George. We've talked about the you know of liberals and Democrats and stuff. What this lady said and looks like goes way beyond that. I mean, this is this is this is 
evil shit. This is from the deep dark reaches of wherever, you know? I mean, it's... What else can you say they can drive us further away from her? And this is... I mean... And, and this is... There's more like her. Not just in New York. More so-called psychiatrists like her. And not just in New York. Probably... San Francisco, uh, Detroit, etc., etc., etc. Back to you, George. Right. Let me get uh, some comments here from uh, Cherokee Rose uh, in regards to this uh, rather flaky human being. Okay. First of all, in regards to the uh, the mother. The New York mother and 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 the um, critical race theory and how they tried to shut her down. Cherokee Rose said, "Oh, this mother is awesome. Absolutely, she was right." Cherokee Rose went on to say about her, "Yes, I was surprised that they didn't shut her down. Exactly." And, uh, of course, uh, Mike, you, you responded to, to her with, that is one strong woman. Now, in regards to the critical race theory, not critical race theory, the uh, psychiatrist, uh, after several laughing emojis, Cherokee Rose just came out with one quick sentence. Yep, nuts. Look, I'm going to say this to every single person in this state, okay? The state of New York, if you're listening to, to this broadcast, whether live or in archives, if you're viewing this in archives or live, do yourself a favor. If you are sick of the critical race theory bullshit, if you are sick of the woke cancel culture bullshit, and if you're sick and tired of hearing lunatics like this alleged psychiatrist, it's time to speak up. It's time to get up off your ass and start realizing that the liberal left is trying to indoctrinate our kids, teach them something that, is, that goes way beyond normalcy. When it comes to a psychiatrist like Kilani, she should not be practicing psychiatry in the state of New York or in any state in this country. She is a pathological sociopath with delusions of grandeur that deserves nothing less than to be put into a rubber room for the rest of her natural life. What she said about taking a revolver and shooting every white person and then burying the bodies, that is conspiracy to commit murder. And I don't give a flying fuck whether Pace University likes what I say or not. I had a cousin who was a professor at Pace University. Now just imagine if he had heard somebody speaking like that at Pace. He'd have flipped his fucking lid and demanded their removal. 
why was this person allowed to do what they did? Why did she, why was she permitted to spew a violent, and I mean violent, uh, th threat of murder like that? Is the Attorney General of the State of New York going to get off her ass and do something about it? Well, she better, because I swear to God, if 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 people start getting come if people start popping up dead, she is a prime suspect. So, to the Attorney General Letitia James, I'm telling you right now, lady. Leave Donald Trump alone. Actually do your job and go after this psychotic son of a bitch. There is no way on this planet that she should be free. Imagine if you will. Imagine if you will. Any other person doing that. Making that kind of statement. Do you know what would happen to that person? They'd be tracked down, handcuffed, read the Miranda rights, locked up for conspiracy to commit mass murder. And you Democrats want to take away our guns? You Democrats want to take away from law-abiding citizens their right to keep and bear arms? And yet you've got a fucking flake that has a license to practice psychiatry in the state of New York making a threat, a bold-ass threat like this? There's something seriously fucking wrong with, with this on every conceivable level. And I don't give two shits if anybody likes what I just said or not. Because quite frankly, I'm sick and fucking tired of the woke cancel culture, the critical race theory bullshit... And, and sick, twisted bitches like this Kalani getting a, making threats and acting as if they, they have every right to get away with it. Well, if nothing's done to her, she will. So it's time to shit or get off the pot, Attorney General of New York State. It's time to get the fuck up, up off your ass and do the job right. You want to, you're going after Donald Trump for, for shit that is really senseless when you've got a fucking psychiatrist blatantly threatening to kill people? Bury them? Wipe her hand, her, the blood off her hands and claim she's guiltless? Bitch, you better get your fucking head screwed on straight because this psychiatrist doesn't have her screwed on at all. Something tells me if you were to crack open her skull, sawdust would fall out. Because there sure as shit ain't brains in there. Here's something else to think about with this, George. Why? Ask yourself, why do people generally go to a psychiatrist? They go to a psychiatrist because they're sick and they want to get well, right? Well, how is this, how is what she's doing helping any of her potential patients to get well? You know? 
I mean, they they have their own problems, and they go on to her to help them work through them and help them get well, right? How does this help them? It's not just them trying to, it's not just her saying this stuff. You got to look at the effects it's having on her potential clients, her the patients she 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 works with. You know. You know, Mike. You raise a lot of good questions. In all fairness, in all honesty, I wish I had a good answer for you, brother. I really do. But I don't. I'm as much at a loss as anyone else. Because at this point, what, what's, what's the deal with this, with this psychiatrist? She made a blatant threat to commit murder. And you heard her say it her, out of her own mouth, her own voice. No, she belongs behind bars. Okay. So, what you know? What what should be done about it? She should be arrested, criminally charged. Because if it, if it were anyone else, they would be. I don't give a fuck if a person's a liberal or a conservative, Democrat or, or Republican, right to life or my rent's too damn high party member. Any person who would make a blatant threat to commit murder like that is guilty of conspiracy to commit murder. A felony crime. And she did it. Why is she not being held accountable? That's the, that's the A number one question in all of this. And will she be held accountable? I got a sneaking suspicion. No, she won't. The woke cancel culture will defend her. BLM will, will back her up. Antifa will back her up. And the Democrats will back her up. Because as far as they're concerned, Oh, she was just exercising her freedom of speech. No, she was committing a crime. Plain and simple. Threatening to commit an even bigger crime. All right, time to move along here. Now, the Washington Post's CEO said that Biden's attack on freedom of the press is alarming. Whoa! This from a liberal rag. Check this out, folks. The CEO of the Washington Post is sounding the alarm on Joe Biden's attack against the First Amendment. On Sunday, Fred Ryan said the Department of Justice's attempt 
to silence a New York Times attorney with a gag order is an unprecedented assault against freedom of the press. The Department of Justice is attempting to seize email logs from several Times reporters after Biden assured he would not let this happen because it's simply wrong. The publicist went on to point out that even Press Secretary Jen Psaki is unable to explain Biden's flip-flop. I don't have anything to preview for you in terms of a specific policy moving forward, but it's something that he, Biden, will approach. She told reporters when when pressed on the issue during a press briefing. In a tweet from Freedom of the Press came this. In a sea in a sea change for press freedom, Biden administration vows not to spy on reporters doing their job. This announcement is a potential sea change for freedom of the press rights in the United States over the past decade spanning multiple administrations run by both parties. The Justice Department has increasingly spied on reporters doing their job, casting a chill over investigative reporting and putting countless whistleblowers at risk. While we're encouraged to see this announcement ending this invasive and disturbing tactic, the devil is, of course, in the details. The Justice Department must now write this categorical bar of of journalist surveillance into its official media guidelines, and Congress should also immediately enshrine the rules into law to ensure no administration can abuse its power again. If they follow through, this Commendable and vital important decision by the Biden administration has the potential to stem the tide of more than 10 years of erosion of press freedom. Saki then claimed Biden is in touch with the DOJ, but it's unclear when or if a meeting on the matter will take place. Meanwhile, critics have said Biden's apparent attack on the press should alarm all Americans, regardless of their political affiliation. I remember when Senator Dianne Feinstein made the comment, and I'm I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact wording off the top of my head, uh, how she said that that Journalists must have bona fide, bona fides credentials. It's pronounced bona fide bonehead. I still say that to this day. I've been doing this, this journalist game for more than 13 years. I was recognized as a journalist by the Secret Service of the United States of America the Federal Bureau of Investigations, the Transportation Safety Administration, by the state 
county and local police departments in my area. When on April 16, 2016, then-candidate Donald Trump went to the Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York for a rally. Had it not been for them running out of press credentials issued by the, the United by the Secret Service, I would have been able to join the rest of the press. But they didn't have any more, so many of the press had to do it the old-fashioned way, the same way I did. They had to have a printed ticket to get in the front door. And of course, everyone going through the front door at the time went through... Uh, they went through, they were swept with a wand. They went through a uh, metal detector. They had their bags thoroughly searched. And the TSA was doing that, by the way. They were handling the, uh, the wand and the uh, metal detectors. And when they opened my bag, I said, well, about the only thing you're going to find in there is a microphone cable, handheld microphone, laptop computer, and my lunch. The Every single TSA agent started laughing because that's exactly what they found in there. And I said, oh, and yes, and a charger for my cell phone. And if I was recognized as a journalist by, a, by two federal law enforcement agencies and several law enforcement agencies within the state of New York itself. Obviously, I'm a recognized, bona fide journalist. Wow. Pays to be good at what you do. Didn't quite get me through the front door the rest of the way, because like I said, they ran out of those, those nice little uh, press tickets. But that's okay. I still managed to get in. And unfortunately, the video was whitewashed because the bright lights just ruined the shot of Donald Trump. I couldn't use it at the time. And I couldn't get cl any closer to get good audio feed. But it was an experience I will long remember. And this is one experience that guaranteed yours truly to being a bona fide journalist. To have our First Amendment right, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, to be infringed upon, much in the same way our Second Amendment rights are being attacked, is completely sickening and outrageous. And for the CEO of the Washington Post, a known liberal outlet, to for them to blow the whistle... I kinda, I, I'm sitting here, I'm actually in a state of shock that they actually did that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually shocked that they stood up for a change and actually did what a journalist or a, a newspaper is supposed to do. Okay, guys, you heard, you heard me read the story. You heard my thoughts on the matter. Now I want to hear yours. Uh, Mike, you were last to, to comment, so Gunslinger, I want to start with you, and then we'll go to Mike. Well, that uh, sake's been been sucking on too much sake. 
you know. But, yeah, when you have a situation like that, and especially with a ragtag, you know, what would you say, Washington compost, compost, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's surprising. So when you have, like I said, a liberal ragtag fucked off, fucking a hole in the wall, come out and say that. Wow. You know it. You know it's got to be bad. Okay. You know it's got to be bad. Cause you know what liberals do? They try to cover up shit. You know they try to sneak around things and sneak around behind your back and do all this great wonderful things. But to come out and say that point blank, I don't know. You know, as you're saying, go a a a, a broke cloth is right two, twice a day. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> 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 That's a very true, Gunslinger. A broke clock is right tw- two times, at least twice a day. Uh, unfortunately, but yeah, for the for the for a liberal rag like the Washington Post and its and its CEO especially to come out and say something about this. That's 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 both a shock and 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 a complete. Uh, a complete turn against the liberal left. You know that the lib- the liberals are going to look at that and go, "Well, now we know who, what, whether we now we don't see, now we see we can't trust the Washington Post to do our bidding." Mike, right? Even though in most cases the Washington Post will agree with Jinsaki, uh, with, uh, you know, Biden, rest of them. Well, I don't know if they particularly agree with Biden because he, how can you agree with something that's not there? Okay. But that's, that's a whole different matter. You know, I mean, look, we were talking about the first amendment rights and stuff of, these newspapers and stuff. Hell, think about it. You, all you got to go back to, and I guess their memory is that short. But what happened with James Rosen? You know how they how they spied on James Rosen. You know, and did all that stuff. And and then of course, you know the whole through all through all you know through all things, the whole thing with Khashoggi. You know. That reported at work. I don't know. I, he worked. He worked here, but you know, he got killed. He ended up getting killed, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but he was just doing his job, apparently. So, if he's just doing his job and he's an American, he's working for an American, you know, newspaper, and, and I guess he's from here. Maybe I don't know. And he ends up getting killed. Well, why you why you why did you allow another country to shut him up? All right, that's the question with that. But yeah, when you got these guys, they're in trouble. They're I mean, they're in trouble. They I mean, they thought it was bad when you know when Trump was fighting with uh, Jim Acosta and eventually throwing him out of the press room, right? Oh, you're taking away his First Amendment rights. No, 
we're taking away the we're taking away an idiot from a microphone. That's what we're doing, right? But that's not how they saw it. Now, well, you know, now that we see now that they're seeing what they're actually doing, these compost, uh, you know, the Washington compost. Now, granted, it's just one paper that's saying this. Now, if it's a, if it's come out from the Washington Times, the New York Times, the Chicago Sun Times, etc., 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 the LA Times, etc., 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 then you've got something there. You know, then you've got you really got something now. Could this be a start? Could this be the start of something? Could any of these other papers? Uh, we're not, not going to get anything from CNN and MSNBC. That's for damn sure. Okay, but the newspapers, there's a shot. There's a shot that even though they're liberal, there's a shot that now that the Washington Compost has come out and said what it said that the Washington Times or the New York Times and stuff will come out and 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 these other liberal newspapers will come out and say it. Now is it is it a big chance? Maybe, maybe not. But it is a it is a chance. Back to you, George. Yeah, I, I think what what we're gonna see happening here um, guys, is is you know this this may be the the um, the eye opener. I'm not going to sit here and say I totally trust the Washington Post to do the right thing every time, but this may have opened their eyes and and helped them to see that you know there's there's a danger, a dangerous threat. To our to our republic, a dangerous threat to our constitutional rights, our rights under the Bill of Rights. Okay, freedom of speech, freedom of the press. It is inconceivable, inconceivable that we would see something like this happening. You know, and and they all bitched when when you're right. They bitched when Acosta was uh, had his uh, his press credential, his press his press access to the briefings taken away from him. And by the way, I hate to be the bearer of bad news to every news outlet out there, but the White House reserves the right to take away your access to the press briefings in the in the White House. Every reporter is granted access. It is a it is it is not a right to be in that press briefing. Okay? You are granted permission to be there by the White House press press secretary and the communications director. And what it comes down to is they can sit there and say, well, you know what, uh, Peter Ducey of Fox News Channel, your press, your press credentials have been revoked for 30 days. They can do that. Oh, yes, they can. They did it to Jim Acosta because he was becoming too caustic in his, in, in, in his actions. He was way too adversarial. 
he was crossing a line that should never be crossed. Yes, ask tough questions, but don't sit there and and all but come right out and use the words, you're a liar. I mean, it's just not done. No, no reporter has the right to do that. Now, let's say for the sake of this, of this discussion, and, and Gus, I don't know what the hell that noise is, but it's, it's loud. Oh, interesting. I'll mute. It's, 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 a, it's a sad commentary. It really is a sad commentary when you have a journalist being told that you can't be in the press briefing because you, 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 you stepped over a line. But that's what happens. Now, let's say for the sake of this, as I was starting to say, let's say, let's say for the sake of this, I was granted the, the privilege of being able to go to the White House. I went through background checks, the whole nine yards, passed all my background checks, and they said to me, Mr. Sinzer, here is your White House press access pass. And they showed me, and they showed me where I'd be sitting. Okay. Now I know that they can revoke that at any time, especially if I act like a damn fool. So, a smart person, which, by the way, I happen to be a smart person, would ask the tough questions. But know that you can. But asking the tough questions, you you have to be very careful not to cross a line. Tough questions. Like for example, with the border with the border wall, I would sit there and I would press Jen Psaki on the border wall by asking her, given the 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 crisis on the southern border, and given what's happening since since the border wall was construction was stopped, is the president now willing to admit that he made a mistake and allow construction to resume? to protect our southern border which is which is his job okay now that's that's not a hard that that's a hard question that's a that, that's being very very upfront but at the same time if the answer i'm getting is not is not satisfactory i will then turn around and say well misaki let me let me emphasize in this next in this follow up question if the president is unwilling to allow the construction to resume, is he going to let Customs and Border Protection to arrest, detain, and then deport the way our immigration laws state? And if the answer I receive on that question is not satisfactory. I will say then I then please explain to me what his plan actually is because I believe everyone in America has a right to know.
Now, if they decide after I after I run my questions that I have overstepped my bounds, that I have stepped, I've I crossed a line, and revoke my my press access pass, that is their right to do so. And there is nothing that I can do to fight it. Now, of course. Everybody in the in the press corps did come to Acosta's defense, only because their reasoning at the time was was inconsistent with what that press pass and press access pass to the White House allows for. Mm-hmm. Do I think that they had a right to pull his access pass? Absolutely, because he crossed the line. Should the other reporters have defended him? That's their sh- that's their prerogative. But I would not have I would not have allowed him back. I would have taken their feedback and said, "Okay, we understand your con- we understand what you're saying, but our decision stands." They could have done that, but I think it also speaks volumes of what President Trump was all about. Yes, he had his pass revoked, and he got it back. But did you notice he kind of toned it down a little? Because he was getting his more than 15 minutes of fame at the expense of the press secretary and the president at the time. Well, a couple things here, George. That goes back to what we've been talking about, about the election, and how if you don't slap their hands, if you don't slap the kids' hands, the kids will do it again and 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 fear, fear no reprisal. Well, what they did with Jim Acosta is basically they slapped his hand, and he toned it down. He got the message, right? So, yeah, that's right. And and the other thing, George, is you said you're a smart man. Well, well, yeah, you're a smart man, but some people may consider you a smart ass. And I'm very happy to say, yes, I agree. I am a smart ass. Because let me tell you something <laughs> right now. If if I if, if I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumbass any day of the week. <clears throat> <laughs> My name is not Joe Biden. I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> hey, listen. I'm a wise guy who's a smart guy. I'm a smart ass because I'm no liberal dumbass. And even Cherokee Rose likes it because she just put in three laughing emojis on Twitch. And yes, it's a fact. It's not fiction. Hey, listen. If there's one thing I've learned in this life is being a smart ass, it has its price, to be sure. But I know when to, I know when to be a smart ass and I know when to be a quiet smart ass.
And that was at the at the time, George. That was basically Jim Acosta's problem. Is he was trying to be a loud smart ass until he got his hand slapped. Yeah, but but at the same time, he was he toned it down in in the press briefings, but not outside the White House. Right. Outside the White House, they couldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. But in the White House, oh yes, they can. So he was he was quick to tone it down in the White House during the press briefings, but not outside the White House. So he was still being a a, a, a wise ass little bastard, but he played it he, he played his cards a little more carefully. So he, while he got his hand slapped, he didn't learn his lesson fully. Right. <sighs> now, I know this is going to sound like a silly analogy, but that's like me taking this coffee mug, okay, and sitting here and hitting myself in the head with a coffee mug thinking it's going to wake up my brain cells. doesn't work. The only thing it's going to do is give me a headache. In his case, he was hitting himself in the head with a sledgehammer, thinking that, it would, that he could get away with being a, a, a wise ass outside of the press briefing, but it only showed his true colors overall. So he, really, he, he, he learned his lesson only to a small degree. Getting his hand slapped didn't didn't teach him a full lesson, but it did cost his um, it did cost his network. Look at their ratings. CNN's ratings have plummeted, and they continue to plummet. The same thing with MSNBC. Those two morning jerk offs. Mika Brzezinski and Joe Scarborough. Good thing they're not in the in the press briefings, because they'd have they'd they'd get their hand they wouldn't get their hands slapped, because they're liberal suck ups. Okay. Mm-hmm. The liberal suck ups don't get their hands slapped, and they don't get them slapped for long. So that hand slap doesn't necessarily prove that they're going to get that they're going to get the lesson. And when and by the way, the the, the thing about the hand slap with the with the election, no, they they. And by the way, I was talking to some people earlier today. That, by the way, are liberals, staunch liberals. And they said the same thing I've been saying. They said that if the Democrats try to pull a, another sneaky Pete maneuver like they did with the election, because they admitted they felt that the election was was, was uh, tampered with. And they said to me, if if we if, if Democrats try to pull off the same stunt twice, the next time they will get their hands slapped. They will get 
taken to task. Because the American people will take them to task. Well, the American people did take them to task. They didn't get their hands slapped in court or anything, but they still took them to task. The evidence is still out there. You know how they say in cyberspace, once, you, once it's out there, it stays out there? Well, it's still out there. I've got a photograph. I've got a photograph. It's on this external hard drive of mine that I'm showing on the camera of Antifa donning Trump supporter garb on January 6th to do what they did. If I can find the evidence, so can everyone else. So, people can sit there and say, oh, they're going to do it again, they'll get away with it again. No, I don't think you, no, not going to happen. Not a, they're not, they may be stupid, but they're not that stupid. Because they know that they got their hands caught in the cookie jar. A four-panel surveillance video even proved that. And I've got that video on Rumble. All the affidavits well, George, that were signed. The problem is, so, I think you misunderstand. misunderestimate. You, you underestimate just how stupid Democrats can be. Oh no, not really. Because <laughs> stupidity runs in circles. They know that they know that they don't dare try it a second time because if they do. Then they'll not only get caught for sure, but they will get caught red-handed. And it will prove beyond a reasonable doubt that 2020 was stolen. So they don't want to, they don't want to go through that. They don't want that to happen. They don't want that kind of publicity coming out because they know any attempt a second or third time is going to cost them dearly. Well, let me add something here real fast to that. I got to disagree with you because it's human nature. Look at this Jimmy boy, okay? He got, he got, he was all this, all this wild, you know, disrespectful, all this bullshit until he got his press pass pulled temporarily. He toned it down. Your own words. He toned it down. Yeah, in the but press briefings, he toned, it down, he toned it down. But he didn't yeah. do it outside. But, so but he didn't learn a lesson, but he really. He didn't do it outside. So that means he didn't learn his lesson. He didn't say, well, I better tone it down because it's really being disrespectful. No, he just continued to do it. Same way with the Democrats. They may have got a, you know, maybe a little, a little, little slap this time. Okay, maybe. But they continue to do it again just like he does. He's back up there, and if Trump was back up there, he'd be running his fucking mouth just like he normally would outside. So what's the difference? There's not. Whether it's uh, Jimmy Boy or the Democrats, well, they're one and the same. Uh, a lib turd is a lib turd. A demo crapper rapper is a fucking Democrat. Okay. So just because they might have, well, uh, well, instead of going through this door, let's go through this door. Both doors are cheating, by the way. Go ahead. Well, let's also look at the at, at the reality of this. 
Okay, and 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 you, there's 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 really not nothing that that can take away from the reality of the situation. If you cheat on it, if you if you went if you were in school, and you cheated on a math test, and you got caught and you got your hand slapped, would you attempt to cheat again? Most likely not. If you cheated again, knowing that you, you got caught, would you, would you still cheat? Only a fool would still cheat. Now, no. Get, that, the, the that is yes. Yes, they will. Of course, they will cheat. Because look at the criminal. If a criminal, just like you said, if he gets caught doing a break-in or break-in to your home, for example, okay, and he gets he gets caught and everything, and he gets sent to prison, and he's sitting there bragging, well, damn it, I, I broke into this place, and all the other criminals around him are going to say, well, you didn't do this right, and you didn't do this right. So what does he do? When he gets out of prison, he's going to say, hey, I learned a good, some good ideas in prison. Now I'm going to go, and I'm going to rob this place right this time. Indeed, they don't get caught. Same logic. Go ahead. All right. Well, let me let me move on to another item here because we're almost we're running short of time here. So, uh, as always, you know, we can agree to disagree. No doubt in my mind of that. I've got a I've got two actually two stories regarding California. The first has to do with. A federal judge overturning California's AR-15 ban. Oh, a federal judge overturns the AR-15 ban in California. Check this out, folks. If you can believe it, a federal judge—and this comes from the Gateway Pundit, by the way—a federal judge in California has overturned the state's erroneous AR-15. And assault weapons ban. In a lawsuit presented by plaintiff James Miller, Judge Roger Benitez of California's Southern District, a George W. Bush appointee, ripped the state's law, referring to it as a failed experiment and stating state level assault weapon bans that remain in effect have little to show. The 94-page ruling starts off with, like the Swiss Army knife, the popular AR-15 rifle is a perfect combination of home defense weapon and homeland defense equipment. Good for both home and battle, the AR-15 is the kind of versatile gun that lies at the intersection of the kinds of firearms protected under District of Columbia v. Heller, 554 U.S. 570 uh, from 2008 and United States v. Miller 307 U.S. 174 circa 1939. Yet the state of California makes it a crime to have an AR-15 type rifle. Therefore this court declares the California statutes to be unconstitutional. Further still, Judge Benitez ripped into the false narratives set by the media 
and Second Amendment prohibitionists, tongue-tied folks, this case is not about extraordinary weapons lying at the outer limits of Second Amendment protection. The banned assault weapons are not bazookas, howitzers, or machine guns. Those arms are dangerous and solely useful for military purposes. Instead, the firearms deemed assault weapons are fairly ordinary, popular, modern rifles. This is an average case about average guns used in average ways for average purposes. One is to be forgiven if one is persuaded by news media and others that the nation is awash with, murder, with murderous AR-15 assault rifles. The facts, however, do not support this hyperbole, and facts matter. Federal Bureau of Investigation murder statistics do not track assault rifles, but they do show that killing by knife attack is far more common than murder by any kind of rifle. In California, murder by knife occurs seven times more often than murder by rifle. For example, according to the FBI statistics for 2019, California saw 252 people murdered with a knife, while 34 people were killed with some type of rifle. Not necessarily an AR-15. A Californian is three times more likely to be murdered by an attacker's bare hands, fists, or feet than by his rifle. In 2018, the, the statistics were even more lopsided as California saw only 24 murders by some type of rifle. The same pattern can be observed across the nation. Toward the end of the ruling, Benitez concludes, You might not know it, but this case is about what should be a muscular constitutional right and whether a state can force a gun policy choice that impinges on the, on the right with a 30-year-old failed experiment. It should be an easy question and answer. Government is not free to impose its own new policy choices on American citizens where constitutional rights are concerned. As Heller explains, the Second Amendment takes certain policy choices and removes them beyond the realm of permissible state action. California may certainly conceive of a policy that a modern rifle is dangerous in the hands of a criminal and that therefore it is good public policy to keep modern rifles out of the hands of every citizen. The Second Amendment stands as a shield from government imposition of that policy. There is only one policy enshrined in the Bill of Rights. Guns and ammunition in the hands of criminals, tyrants, and terrorists are dangerous. Guns in the hands of law-abiding, responsible citizens are better. To give full life to the core right of self-defense, every law-abiding, responsible individual citizen has a constitutionally protected right to keep and bear arm, firearms commonly owned and kept for lawful purposes. The ruling will surely be seen as a huge victory for Second Amendment advocates 
and could very well be used to overturn similar laws in other states. Xavier, Bar Beca Xavier Becerra was originally named as defendant, as he was the California State Attorney General at the time of the, of the filing. But now his replacement, Rob Bonta, is officially the defendant. There is one caveat, however. Judge Benitez stated in the order that he will entertain a motion by Bonta to stay the injunction until it's, a, until it's appealed. This is hardly Judge Benitez's first foray into overturning laws, infringing and impeding on Second Amendment rights. Benitez is the same judge who initially overturned both California's ammo background check requirements and magazine bans. The overturning of the magazine capacity bans, known as Duncan v. Becerra, was later affirmed by the Ninth Circuit. Judge Benitez, original from Havana, Cuba, was first nominated by President Bush to serve in the federal courts. The state of New York is facing another senseless gun law. With this very huge uh, ruling by Judge Benitez, it could serve as the catalyst, and it should serve as the catalyst to fight not only the SAFE Act here in New York, but the upcoming law that, that they want to get signed into law that would require, with all new uh, gun purchases, that you go, th you go, you, that you have to have a psychiatric evaluation, and so forth. And I'm sorry, but that to me is a direct infringement on our Second Amendment rights. I don't have the bill in front of me, so I can't quote it verbatim. But to suffice to say, this ruling by Judge Benitez could serve as the catalyst, as I said, toward putting, putting the brakes on for that bill, and it could serve as the catalyst to fight the SAFE Act. If the NRA and other strong gun or uh, pro-gun organizations use this as, as, as the catalyst. The time is now. There is no greater time to fight the good fight. And I am calling on the NRA to do just that. The SAFE Act has been on the books since 2013. It's time. It's past time. Our Second Amendment rights must be protected. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's what it says in the Bill of Rights and as the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. Bottom line, and then I'll turn it over to, to my panel. The bottom line is if we do, if we do nothing, if we don't fight, to, to put an end to these unconstitutional gun laws once and for all, then we, then we, we will end up seeing the erosion of our Second Amendment rights, not just in one state, but in multiple states that are liberal-controlled.
Judge Benita's ruling, as I said, and I'll re it bears repeating, can serve as the catalyst to fight and win. It's up to those willing to take up the fight to say, yes, let's do this and get it done once and for all. The SAFE Act in New York is unconstitutional, and the, law, and the bill they're proposing to sign into law is also equally as unconstitutional as the SAFE Act. It must be stopped. All right, Mike, you were last to speak, so you're up first. I can't. I can barely hear you. He, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The judge called. The judge covered all his bases, but and yes, he did leave him room to go and appeal it, and they're likely to appeal it. But I mean, from what I understand, his opinion he wrote was like, I don't know, fifty pages or something like that, and he covered everything in his opinion. All right, he covered everything. And it's like, okay, how are they going to get around, you know, how are they going to get around A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, all the way to Z? You know, how are they going to get around all this stuff, the Democrats? How how are they going to get their, uh, appeal, well, how are they going to get their uh, uh, stay on this order, you know, on this, on, on this judge? How are they going to do it? They, he covered all his bases, and that's the thing. So, I mean, that's the thing. You're right, George. You're right that that uh, 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 now it's going to give incited cases and all that stuff. But now he's going to give he's giving the people in New York, and I don't know. I don't know. I know that the I know that they moved out of New York. To, they moved some offices out of New York as the NRA and all that shit, but that's neither here nor there. That, they have given now the impetus for the for the people of New York to sue the state of New York and get this get this up, get this off. I mean, get these guns and it, and they've given basically what he's done is made any type of gun control law passed by the federal government and any other government unconstitutional doesn't matter what they say uh, it's unconstitutional now so you know back to you George well time will tell Gunslinger well you know it of course, any of these types of gun laws are obviously unconstitutional. There's no doubt about that. Okay, but here, hence, here lies the problem. Take New York for example. You got you are 110,000 percent libtarded. Okay, and as far as I know, as far as I can remember, you always have pretty much. Okay, compared to say Texas here. Okay. Yeah, we do have our fair share of liberals down there in Austin. Austin is the state capital of Texas. Sure. Every state does. I got my CHL in 1995 when the law was first passed. 
concealed handgun license. I was one of the first people in Dallas to get it. Cost me damn near 400 bucks. Gun, ammo, the fingerprint, you know, class, and the range time, and all that shit. Okay? Look how long it's been since 1995 to right now. The year 2021, six month, seven day of 2021. That's been what, 25 years? 27 years. Okay, 27 years. And we are now just getting constitutional carry. In the state of Texas, for God's sakes, which should have been leading the nation. Number one, from day one on constitutional carry. Will New York ever see it? I doubt. Will Chicago or other big state or cities, states for that matter, like California, will they ever see constitutional carry? I doubt. Until the libtards either are exterminated or they give up and say, you guys won. What do we need to do? Then, and only then, will these laws change. Because look who's making the laws. They're the ones that's making it. It's not me, if I live in New York, and it's not George, and it's not Mike, if he lived in New York. It's them bastards, a handful of people, telling the entire state of fucking New York what they can or cannot carry or what they can have or what they have not. In this, in this case, a gun, handgun, for example. Okay, until these people have a 360 degree attitude change by whatever means, okay, you're not going to see it. There's always a chance. Now, there's always, you know, there's always a chance that you can walk on water. Okay, there's always that slim chance, but it's 99.9 percent against that chance of ever coming true. And look at, like I said, 27 years here in Texas, the most, probably one of the most gun-friendliest fucking states in this fucking country, and it took 27 fucking years. That's an embarrassment. I'm embarrassed to be a Texan at the moment because of that. Because it should have been done day one. Because Texas is such a gun-friendly state. Now, you take that and you compare it to New York, hell, they may be trying to do this shit this time next century, knowing them bastards. And it's true. So, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's, it's either hold your breath. I don't know how long you can hold your breath. A century? Go ahead. I don't think I'll be around for the for another century. <laughs> I can safely say, not, not in my lifetime, Uh but no, you know, I, I, one can only hope, okay? This ruling by Judge Benitez, it offers hope. So, as the old saying goes, strike while the iron is hot. And by the way, Gunslinger, don't, you, you shouldn't be embarrassed to be, to be a, a Texan. Because it took so long to for the, for it to happen, the fact that it's happened, you should be damn happy it's happened. You should be jumping up and down for with joy that it finally it, it's finally happened. Yes, I agree. Texas should have been leading the way. 
No doubt about that. But it didn't. Guess what? You got it anyway. I would, if, I, if it were me, I'd be sitting there going, Yes, about fucking time. Yeah, finally. I'd be happier than a pig in slop. So, be be overjoyed that you got you got that const that constitutional carry. Because God knows, y'all in in Texas deserve it. And by the way, Cherokee Rose watching on Twitch uh, even agreed that Texas should have been leading the way. And, you and I'm sure that a lot of folks would agree with you. But you know what? It took as long as it took. It happened when it was meant to happen. Well, you know, and like I said, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's kind of a figure of speech. Like what I'm saying, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed because it took so long. I'm glad we got it now. I'm, I'm jumping for joy. I'm polishing up my goddamn gun holster. I'm polishing up my gun because I'm going to be open, open carrying it pretty soon. Okay. So yeah, but it, it's just a, it's just a fact that all this bullshit, this red tape, all this bullshit, it's it's cut and dry. It's either you can carry it or you can't. Mm -hmm. Constitution says you can carry. It, period. Okay. Doesn't say anything about a permit. It doesn't say anything about a license or any of that bullshit. Remember what I said. It's a license is when you ask your master, the state, master, may I please? I'm not talking about masturbating. I'm talking about master, <laughs> please. May I, may I carry a gun? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Somehow I had a feeling that line was going to, or a similar line was going to be thrown out there. I just knew it. It just it, it was it was just inevitable. I mean, okay, look, even Cherokee Rose says that's right. The Constitution says, and it's it, it it says we have a right to keep and bear arms, and that right shall not be infringed. It doesn't say, please, ma, please, sir, may I have a permit, please, sir. This ain't fucking Oliver. I'll be a okay. I'll be a good little slave if I'll be a good little slave if you let me have a permit. <laughs> actually, I, I, actually, I'll I'll put it like this, and then I'm going to do this last story with you guys. Uh, check this out. Remember Wimpy from Popeye? Imagine Wimpy yeah. going for a gun permit and, and saying, "I'll gladly." Kiss your ass Tuesday for a gun permit today. Yeah, right, okay. I know, terrible analogy, but it, it kind of works. All right, last item up on the docket for tonight. Governor Newsom will not lift state of emergency in California on June 15th as promised. Why am I not surprised? Check this out. Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom on Friday announced he will not lift the state of emergency in California on June 15th as he previously promised. California's COVID restrictions will be lifted on June 15th 
However, Newsom is hanging on to his broad powers to keep the emergency in effect. Newsom said on Friday during his vaccine lottery event, the emergency remains in effect after June 15. The one thing I am certain of is there's uncertainty in the future. This is what Newsom went on to say. He added, we're still in a state of emergency. This disease is still in effect. It is not taking the summer off. This is what he he added as well. The California GOP mocked Gavin Newsom's vaccine lottery event uh, on a Twitter feed. Jessica Milan Patterson tweeted, Catch at Gavin Newsom on Wheel of Newsom's Misfortune, where he tries to distract Californians from his looming recall by creating a new game show. State Senate Republican leader Scott Willick, Scott Wilk, sorry, blasted Gavin Newsom in a statement on Friday saying if Newsom believes the state is safe enough to reopen, then it's safe for people to be able to make decisions for themselves without his arbitrary and capricious rules. Scott Wilk, Republican from Santa Santa Clara, (laughs) try again, George, Santa Clarita, said in a statement, in California, we don't grow bananas, so there's no need for a banana republic. Newsom is facing a recall election in November. More than 2 million Californians signed the petition to boot Newsom from office after he destroyed the state with draconian lockdown orders and curfews. Republican State Representative Kevin Kiley said Newsom will continue to abuse his powers until he is removed from office. You know, I I I I I I thought Newsom was only half crazy. I have been proven incorrect. He's not half crazy. He's completely fucking nuts. You're going to continue these the state of emergency bullshit even after June 15th, when you promised? Well, we can see what a liberal's promise means. It's like that old saying my mother used to say to me many times. Promises, promises, only Thomas's promises. I'd rather trust a Thomas's, a Thomas's English muffin promise to a Democrat's promise any day of the week. At least with a Thomas's English muffin, if, if I got to add extra butter to the nooks and crannies, I know it'll. I can. I'll be able to palate that real nice. But if I were a Californian, I'd be looking at, at, at taking a picture of Newsom, tacking it to a dartboard, and throwing darts at his face until he's finally removed from office. The boy ain't got the brains God gave him. But then again, I don't expect him to ever even find a brain cell because the boy is suffering from. Uh, what what's that 
brain eating disorder called again? Oh, yeah. Liberalism. All right, Gunslinger. Thoughts? Well, I mean, when you when you have somebody like that, that's a liar to start out with. Most liberals are liars. They are well, most. I think all of them are. And a Democrat of a liar. Okay, what do you expect? You know, you 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 got this situation with the mask and COVID and all that bullshit. Well, you know, why let a good situation go to waste? Let's just let's just Let's just feed it as long as we can and see what we can do and how much power we can have and how much pain we can, how much more pain that we can inflict on the people of these states, like New York, okay? So, or California or any of these idiots, okay? You know, why let a good crisis go to waste? Let's just keep it going and going and going like the fucking Energizer Bunny. I hear that. Mike? Uh, sure. I mean, that, I can't, I can't deny what he just said, you know. And that, it is what it is. What is that? It is what it is. Well, gentlemen, we have, we went into overtime on Blog Talk Radio, but stayed live on the other platforms. So... It is that time in the broadcast where where I uh, take the opportunity to thank Mike Gunslinger and Cherokee Rose. I also want to take this opportunity to uh, give my thanks to the other viewers on Twitch who, who, who are watching tonight's broadcast via the twitch.tv uh, channel. And, of course, anyone and everyone watching and listening, either live or in archives. And now, as always, I give my uh, callers on the line the opportunity for a final thought. So, here we go. Starting with you, Mike, final thoughts. You know, you know, George, I know I'm going to be stating the obvious, but Democrats are idiots, all right? And they, if they think, if the Democrats and the gun nuts think that they're going to be able to fight this, repeal this judge and get a different result in California, take California and get a different result, Hell no. Hell no. Not gonna happen. Right? So mm. I mean idiocy abounds, but mostly it abounds more often on the Democrat side and oh, they they think they're smart at times, but they're just being smart asses. And nobody yeah, smart assery has a place, but not in serious issues. Back to you, George. All right, Mike. My thanks again for being here. Gunslinger, your final thoughts, sir. Well, you know, over the whole over overall situation, I think 
Nostradamus said one time that you'll have a feeble old man running the free world and, and along with a Jezebel. <laughs> what do we got? You know, just like the book of 1984. All that shit in 1984 is basically coming true today. <laughs> so you can never judge a book by its cover. Okay. So that's why that's why the whole situation. You better look at each chapter in the book, whether it's guns, whether it's the the dumb fuck in the White House and the whore and all that shit. There's more chapters to come. Okay. So the book cover might have said fairy tale, but it's a horror movie inside. There you go. Catch you later. Well, my final thoughts. And you better hold on to your hats, folks, because it's... Oof. First of all, to that New York mother in Carmel, New York, who stood up to the Board of Education to the, the way she did, bravo, baby, bravo. Keep up the good work. Fight the good fight. Get more parents involved in, in standing up to the school board. Critical race theory has no place in our schools. The woke cancel culture has no place in our schools. Indoctrinating our children like this is wrong and will always be wrong. There is no, there is no place for this kind of stupidity. This is not World War II Nazi Germany. This is not some communist thug country. This is the United States of America. This is a republic, not a communist socialist country. We do not and should not allow any teaching of a critical race theory to be taught to our kids because what does it do? Uh, your final thoughts is cut off about halfway between. I'm I'm still here. Can you hear me? Hello. Oh, uh, come on. Hello, gunslinger. I can hear you. All right, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna upload a fresh copy of this anyway, so it'll go. It'll be on Blog Talk Radio server. But the bottom line is, what we have is we have an opportunity, America, to stand up to the cancel culture, to the woke culture. We have to do whatever it takes to stop Common Core from being taught in our schools. We have to do whatever it takes to stop this critical race theory from being taught to our kids because what it teaches our kids is to... It basically teaches them to hate the police and to be racist by definition I'm sorry but this this must be stopped and stopped soon at what point America do we roll over and say yes master yes master 
We're not worthy. We're not worthy. We're scum. We suck. You are all powerful. We are nothing. If we start going in that direction, then our country is truly lost. I didn't serve my country to see it torn to pieces. The men and women who have fought, bled, and died for this country did not do so to see this country destroyed and become a communist socialist nation. It is time. It is past time. We must put a stop to the woke cancel culture and critical race theory teachings from happening in our schools. Bring us back the history books like the ones I learned from back in the 70s. Bring back the bring back mathematics being taught the way I learned it in school, not this common core crap. America, it's time to stand up and be heard. As far as critical race theory is concerned, I have said this before, and I will conclude with this. We are all members of one race. It's called the human race. And when everyone across America, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, and even those who may be pink with purple polka dots, when every person of every race, color, creed, religion, and so forth accepts the fact that we are all members of the human race first, first center, and last, once everyone in America and the world starts accepting that reality, peace, peace can be not only attained, but it can be guaranteed for all time to come. Let's do what's right. And remember that we are members of the human race, always. As I close up shop tonight, America, one final thought, one final item. On your screen, those of you watching on the video platforms and those of you listening by our, on the radio side, Firefox News Online needs your support. You cannot take it off on your taxes, but know that whatever you can whatever you can donate helps to keep this broadcast alive. Please, if you can, send your donations to help keep Firefox News online going. By going to paypal.me slash Firefox News Online. That's paypal.me slash Firefox News Online. Again, you can't take it off on your taxes, but if you like what we do here, if you like the, the, the discussions that we have on this broadcast each and every week, if we've somehow, if I've even managed to, in a small way, entertain you and give you a, 
a good laugh. Please, give generously. And to those who have in the past, you have my sincere gratitude because this broadcast survives because of the generosity of so many. And now, as always, for the comments I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. I'm George Sinzer from the Firefox News Online Headquarters in New York. Y'all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful, and if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. That's all I ask. And now, it is time, once again, for everybody, well, I should have said that at the beginning of the show, never mind, here comes the outro, ladies and gentlemen, until the Tuesday night edition at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, and 7 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcasting platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network, we are out of here. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. You can catch Firefox News Online Monday through Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central, and 7 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcasting platforms used by the Firefox News Online Internet Broadcasting Network. Go to MeWe.com slash Firefox News Online or Gab.com slash Firefox News Online for the links to the live broadcast. And if you have any comments you'd like to send our way, we'd love to hear from you. Write to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com that's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com if that email address is not working the host will inform you to use the alternate address and that is comments at journalist.com once again that is comments at journalist.com the views and opinions that were expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or these broadcasting services the use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, education, and news reporting. Firefox News Online Productions and the News Division, all one and the same, adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. Once again, thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Let it be written, so let it be done. Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.